Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are here with the zombie chick apocalypse. <laughs> Just kidding. There won't be any zombies here tonight. We we uh, would not even attempt to well, try to talk. We can't promise that, but yeah, you know. we we won't uh, we won't even try to top what Backlash did on Sunday. But we do have another action packed edition of the Chick Foley Show for you guys tonight. We will start as always by introducing the two stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I am doing good. I was not expecting to see zombies this weekend. Um. I, I, I'm a little polarized because I love zombies normally, but I was I was just not prepared. So I, I don't know. I'm going to sort my thoughts out and we're going to talk about it a little later in the show. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird to say the least. Uh, Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Marco. Marco. Can you hear me? Right. Hey, there he is. I thought the yeah. zombies got him. Man. Oh my gosh, oh, I was thinking. Zom- yeah. Yeah, I was being attacked by zombies. I just got bit by one in the neck. One of the zombies took him down and the other one muted his mic. <laughs> that was polite um, of him. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, no, I've been uh, trying to get prepped for the show by listening to uh, the Cranberries zombie on repeat. Wow, so. that is a deep Let's cut go. right there. Great song though. It is. Really great song. Uh, Sheena, tell the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And you can join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. We re- we just finished up our uh, Chick Foley Rumble 8, which was a doozy. I I mean, you're never going to guess who won the Chick Foley Rumble 8 if you weren't there to, to see it. You're not even going to believe it once I tell you. But Waylon and Mercy one the Chick Foley Rumble Eight, a blast from the new generation past. <laughs> yeah, took took out the Rock with a uh, with a bump that looked like what you would do if you like had an armful of groceries and you were like closing the door with your hip. You just hit him with a nice little hip bump off the apron and uh, took the Rock out. And Waylon Mercy is the current Chick Foley Rumble champion. It was it was something to see. Yeah, it was pretty insane. And as much as I play. WWE 2K. I had actually never even seen that animation for uh, for Royal Rumble elimination. So Waylon Mercy was busting out some new shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also got new episodes of Unboxomania up every single week. We had our our Women's Revolution episode this week. Uh, you know, showing off that beautiful Io Shirai figure from late last year. We finally got around to unboxing it. Still got a mountain of other new stuff that we need to go through and get unboxed. So there's going to be exciting stuff there every single week, and you can join for as little as. One dollar a month. Um, we do have the Foley Picks League predictions uh, going on in the Facebook group as well. I took a tumble from the top of the standings. We had a, a handful you, of people, people that had hard, yeah, yeah. We had a handful of people that had a completely perfect card this past week. So now I'm back, you know, in the mid card, um, you know, just hanging around with the, uh, we you know, in the slums with Sheena and Marco. But double or nothing <laughs> will give us a good chance all to kind of recover and get back up to the top. Um, it is time to announce the winner of. The New Day Motu figure giveaway. So without further ado. Cody Baker at Barber underscore Bake is the winner of the New Day Motu. So Cody, slide in our DMs and we will hook you up with that figure as soon as possible. And we also want to go ahead. 
and announce our next giveaway. This one's going to be Patreon exclusive. We're giving away the ringside collectibles, NWO, John Cena. Uh, if you guys saw, Sheena took that beautiful pick with the, the vintage NWO crew neck from Wrestling for Sale with this figure. And we haven't even popped the, uh, I don't know, is flaps the appropriate word for it on the front of that box? Yikes. Um, yeah. Panels? <laughs> okay, there you go, flaps. panels. No, they're flaps. No, they're flaps. <laughs> panels is a little bit more uh, PG. Uh, yeah, so panels, flaps, whatever you want to call them. This thing is, un, you know, it's unflapped. You know, it's uh, unflappable. <laughs> Um, John Cena figure. So yeah, this thing is as MOC as MOC gets, and we will be giving it away to one Patreon. The catch is it's going to be mid Carter and above. So uh, if you haven't joined yet, you know now's the time to jump in and become a premium Foley fan Foley fan member. If you are, uh, you know, a rookie, uh, upgrade to the mid card membership. In addition to getting access to all of our amazing bonus podcasts and videos, you're also going to have a chance to win. NWO Cena, and we're going to be announcing that winner next week. Uh, Sheena, tell the listeners about the Pod Foundation. So we link arms with our brethren in the pod world, and we kind of bring you a little bit of everything from, you know, vintage wrestling to action figures. We have, um, you know, indies and AEW over with the Turnbuckle Tavern. Uh, so, yeah, we've linked arms with Extra Cooler, Pyramid Wrestling, and like I just mentioned, the Turnbuckle Tavern. So you're going to get your full week recap of wrestling every single week. And uh, yeah, make sure to follow all of us and keep up with what's going on over on Instagram at Pod Foundation. So yeah, good good stuff. And last but not least, we want to remind everyone to use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles, the worldwide number one leader in wrestling figures. You guys ready to jump into it? Oh, yeah. All right, so we will start the week with, uh, you know, it's it's a mixed bag of a story, depending on how you want to look at it, but the dream is officially over. This Late this afternoon, Velveteen Dream's release from NXT was announced. Uh, Marco, I'm going to let you kick this one off, man. Just give me some of your overall thoughts on on the run of Velveteen Dream over these past four years in NXT. Um, he kind of, I think the last, the last match he had was that uh, cinematic match with Adam Cole, right? Like the last, like, big match. If I'm not mistaken, or did he have right, some? I think that was at, uh, that was in your house last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and I think I, he may have had some televised matches after that, but he kind of like like petered off a little bit um, towards the end. But, it, <laughs> but at the wow. end, <laughs> maybe, maybe not the best wow. choice of words um, in light of all the uh, you know rumored and you surrounding. Yeah, he kind of petered. He definitely kind of peter his way out of uh, yeah. NXT, depending yeah. on who you ask. Yes, exactly. But uh, he, I mean, his last four years are. Um, I mean, they, I mean, I, I honestly don't remember his last matches. Has to be transparent. But uh, I mean, his entire his his whole run was. Pretty decent. I was a fan of him. Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. okay. Let's let's take away all of the the rumor and innuendo, all and all, the things that are you know proven or whatever, right? It's, it's been weird for about the past twelve or fifteen months. Yeah, but, yeah. let's uh, remove. But, but let's yeah, remove let's, all let's talk about that. Before that. But you cannot. I mean, to deny that during his run, especially like his North American Championship run and all of that. I mean, he was over as over gets, and he yeah. had the charisma, he had the talent, he had the mic skills, he had the in ring capability. The guy had a, the guy had everything. You know, I always kind of worried about if he ever got called up to the main roster, how how all of that personality was going to translate to the to the bigger stage and the bigger audience. But um, in NXT, he was he was incredible, and he had some 
super classic matches. And I just feel like, yes, in light of everything that's happened, like I don't agree with it. I'm not condoning to be a fan of Velveteen Dream going forward or whatever you want to do. But um, I think it's in these kinds of situations, like if you're just talking about his straight up talent, like you have to remove the situation from the man or the art from the person, you know? Yeah, he uh, he had a very strong case for being the absolute brightest prospect in NXT there yeah. for about a 12 to 18 month period. He was just lights out. It seemed like every pay-per-view he was busting out something new and creative and he was just a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheena, do you think we're going to see Patrick Clark wash up anywhere else in the wrestling world? I don't know, man. I think he's going to have to like cool way off and then start way back down at the bottom and then just kind of like creep his way back up anywhere. I don't think anyone's touching him right now. What what did you, you sent me, was it you that texted me something earlier? I can't remember who said, said it was like, he was like the worst person that, um, I can't remember. Yeah. Rob Schamberger. Rob Schamberger. Yes. The unofficial official artist of WWE (laughs) sent a tweet out this evening and said he wasn't going to go into details, but out of all the superstars he's worked with, and it's been a bunch over the past five years, he said Velveteen dream was by far the most unprofessional. Yeah, I know he had some heat with other wrestlers backstage just for, you know, there was never a lot of detail around it, but just same thing. Just rumors of him having a bad attitude and being difficult to work with. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that since he had his back injury, I think he's had a lot of trouble really re- uh, recovering from that. So that that's the other part of this. Um, he may not be able to do what he was able to do in the ring just a few years ago, you know, right. so I, I'm not really it's sure what's going to happen. He's so young. I mean, how old is he like? 28 something like that i don't even think he's that old let me uh let me fire up the google machine real quick uh marco do you think uh velveteen's gonna come back anywhere else um if he does it's not gonna be anytime soon mm-hmm. um he's definitely gonna have to lay low a little bit uh, mm-hmm. before he uh, reappears anywhere else um and who's to say he might not show back up in, in the wwe um if if, they, if they're you know, if no one else takes him or yeah, maybe that's the know. first place he goes back to uh, when he, you know, takes some time off and, you know, reassesses things um, in his career. But, yeah, not, I don't think anytime soon you're going to see him pop up anywhere. But I could be wrong. Uh, but he's still, the, I mean, if he if he like you said, if he gets things straightened up and cleaned out and, you know, all the things um, and kind of makes a, a, a reform. I mean, he's so young that yeah, he's 25, Sheen. You're actually a little high. He's 25 yeah. years old. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, if his if his uh back injury really isn't the issue, then yeah, he's still got a lot of time to to come back from this. But yep. it's gonna it's gonna take some time to regain any sort of like trust or credibility or you know kind of get back in the fans' good graces. Yeah, it's really crazy because you know this has happened with him now, and then the other guy that we see that we saw have this just incredible fall from grace after being one of the brightest young stars in the business is Marty Skrull. So now we have two of these, two of these kind of blue chip prospects just floating out there um, with a little bit of damaged stock. And it's going to be very interesting to see if anybody's willing to take him on. I I could see Velveteen dream showing up in impact that that's what I think. I think uh, he's going to take some time off, get a hundred percent healthy and I can see impact bringing him in. And that could be the place where he gets a chance to rehabilitate his image a little bit and work on, you know, a return back to a bigger stage. Um, Sheena, what's your all-time favorite Velveteen Dream match? I mean, like I said, he's had a lot of really classic matches. I personally love his War Games match against uh, Champa. It was yeah, just, yeah, one. it was just awesome, dude. I mean, just from from start to finish, I just felt like Velveteen Dream just threw everything he had at Champa, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough. And I think even in defeat, uh, he he still came out looking like a freaking champion that night because mm. of the ass whooping that he took from from champa <laughs> that was at uh war games 2018 for anybody wanting to look that one up uh yeah. marco how about you uh, my favorite is probably 
him against Alistair Black. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that, a good that one. Feud, that feud was awesome, the Say My Name feud, where uh, he was trying to get Alistair to say his name, but he would never say it mm-hmm. until he finally defeated um, Dream, and then he ended up saying his name, which is just – it was just, just from – Beginning to get to end, it was it was awesome. He, like like Sheena said before, is he's a he was an awesome performer. He's probably like one of the better performers that uh, NXT actually had. Uh, hey, that was it. Like, that was at War Games too, right? Yeah, that was at War Games 2017. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah Dream, Dream was Dream kind of shows Mr. Up War, Games War Games, Games. There so, for Mr. War Games, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we do wish him the best. Hopefully he can get everything together and make a return because we'd love to see him back in the ring sooner uh, rather than later. But he's definitely got some stuff to work on over the next couple months or or longer. All right, so let's get back inside the squared circle with the backlash to backlash. Uh, (laughs) It was Sunday night. It was a great event. Me and Sheena watched it out in the backyard. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the show. Um, I'll kick it over to you first, Marco. What were your overall thoughts on backlash? All right. Um, I'm going to say overall, I love I love the show. I didn't hate it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even hate the zombie part. I know that was like a hot topic. Um, I've, I've probably seen far worse things in wrestling. Oh, definitely. Um, than zombies showing up in the middle of a, a pay-per-view. Um, Still wasn't worse than David Arquette winning, uh, winning the title. No, definitely not. I mean, like I said, there's, there's countless others. Uh, that I could go hell in a cell match if you want between oh, Seth yeah. Rollins and the Fiend. Yeah. Like far worse, like I said, far worse things in recent memory that you can that you can bring in zombies. It it, it was a it was a cross promotion um, for the movie that Batista has because he was supposed to be there, but so they ended up doing that. Like it was kind of like a commercial almost, right? And, and um, I was reading about it. Netflix cut a pretty heavy check to WWE yeah. to uh, to do that. Yeah, and, and again, like I said, it's zombies. It is it's feel better or it's corny if you want to say that but i didn't mind it i didn't care and, i just think it could know. have been it just could have been explained a little bit better because yeah. again there's there's only so far that we can suspend our disbelief and i know <laughs> that's coming from someone who watches alexa bliss like throw fireballs at randy or yeah and, you know all this <laughs> crazy stuff right but i think if if batista and i understand the cross promotion but if batista would have just like sent damian priest like a you know a little text message or like left him a, like sent him a letter or something and saying like, Hey, I sent in some reinforcements for your match tonight. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it would have like tied it together a little more than us just expecting like that. Um, Morrison opens this door and there's just this undead army waiting behind it. And and the, and the announcers are just like, what did I just see? Oh, this dead people. Like I just thought it was, it was poorly executed. I didn't like hate the the execute it looked oh i guess hold on let me back up it was executed well because it actually looked really cool like the yeah all the of production. the like smoke and the production and all that looked yeah, really turning cool the but, thunderdome into the zombie background yeah but yeah, it, it just was awesome. wasn't it just wasn't presented to us storyline wise for it to like make sense and make us you know buy into it yeah um the only thing i have to add to it too is i've seen a lot of this like um, with Damian priest oh my god they buried Damian priest why were they surrounded with zombies blah blah, blah all this stuff for for one, he's not buried um, because they trusted to put him in a in a cross promote like an ad, almost like a commercial yeah. for for Netflix. So like putting him in that position and giving him that 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 type of look is I that's that's huge for him that they actually mm-hmm. did that and to put him with Miz, one of the better workers that they do have. Um, the guy, well, we'll probably talk about that. on Actually, maybe. I mean, he did get injured, but um, yeah, the zombies ate his ACL. Yeah, yeah. so like, <laughs> oh poor. I man. mean, yeah, you 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 trusted you trusted him enough to like you know put him with Bad Bunny 
at WrestleMania, probably one of the biggest matches of that whole weekend. Um, and then you're doing the same with this uh, with this Netflix uh, kind of like commercial that they did. So I don't think he's buried at all. If anything, I think it kind of propelled him a little bit more in, in the eyes of uh, WWE anyway, in the uh, in the corporate eyes. Yeah, we'll say Miz, Miz has had one hell of a year this year. I mean, think <laughs> about all the things that the Miz has has had his hands in this Won year. The championship, Bad Bunny. Yeah, he was Mister <clears throat> Money in the Bank. Um, yep. You know, yeah, the championship. Got it, completely just, wrecked by Bobby Lashley. Got completely wrecked by Bobby <laughs> Lashley. He's been in a zombie lumberjack <laughs> match. Now he's injured. I mean, he's just he's been around the gamut, dude. He's just yeah. you know, it's been a wild year for the Miz. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Marco, going back to your point on Damian Priest, I don't think he's been buried by any means because they've definitely um, set him up to be in the most talked about match at WrestleMania and yeah. now WrestleMania yeah. backlash. But I do feel like he hasn't really had a chance to show who he is. You know, maybe he's just been mm-hmm. overshadowed a little bit because obviously yeah. it was all about Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Yeah. And I think the only thing people are going to remember about this six months from now is the zombies from this match. So if I'm Damian Priest, uh, you know, I'm going backstage saying, hey, guys, I appreciate the platform. You guys definitely give me a boost for my jump. But let me go out on my own two feet uh, the next couple months and let me just, you know, sink or swim on my own because, yeah. like I said, I think he's just he, he's been kind of part of the the spectacular like you know he's been heavy on the entertainment light on the sports as far yes. as WWE goes yeah. Yeah, over totally the past couple it. months and I want to see what he can do because I, I got high hopes for the guy I was really impressed by those last six months or so in NXT uh, Sheena what was your match of the night at Backlash I think it's got to be um, Cesaro and, and Roman Reigns it just felt big yeah. even even though like. I hate to say this because I feel like I bag on Cesaro all the time. And I really don't hate Cesaro. I really don't. I appreciate his athletic ability and all that. But he came out and he just looks like, you know, like generic wrestler guy. And then all of a sudden, like with the 8K, even with the 8K camera, he looks like generic wrestling guy. And then here comes Roman freaking Reigns looking. Just First time like, with the new entrance uh, on pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Yep. It was like cold chills. Like he just yep. looks like a world champion. And, and then gonna, there's, you know, there's Cesaro waiting for him in the ring. And I was just like, oh, poor baby. Like this is going <laughs> to be sad. Um, but it was one hell of a match. I mean, they they beat the hell out of each other. And it also led to one of like the most like you know goosebump inducing moments uh after the match when seth rollins came out to beat down cesaro and just locked eyes with uh roman right it was just bananas seth being down roman or seth being down cesaro was cool but when him and roman stared off it was just electric you know like i i was excited in a way that i haven't been watching wrestling in a while and uh listened to a couple of the other wrestling podcasts i subscribe to i think the feeling was almost universal with fans no uh you know our buddy uh not sam sam roberts he was talking about it that they just planted the little seed, you know, they didn't go all the way all in Mm -hmm. on it. They just gave us, you know, a little tease of what Seth and Roman could look like. And I don't know if it's going to be SummerSlam or if they milk it all the way to WrestleMania next year, but I feel like Seth and Roman Reigns is the biggest money match that WWE could put on. Yeah. You got the the drip King versus the tribal chief. Yeah. With all the history (laughs) these guys have had, um, I think it would just be awesome, you know, because really the only guys that have been presented as, peers to Roman are Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. That's the only two guys that have even kind of been you know, presented as equals to him since True. Uh, Roman and came back at SummerSlam. But Roman, Roman has even wrecked Drew McIntyre, though. I mean, even even Roman made Drew feel like a, just a skosh smaller than him. You know, yeah. like all those all those in-ring promos yeah. when they were like doing contract signings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Roman just, was laughing at him and stuff. Roman's never just, laughing when he's dealing with Seth. Yeah, he always just felt like Drew was just a little bit less than, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, did you guys have any letdowns uh, from the show? Uh, 
we we already touched on we already touched on the zombies. Uh, letdown of the night. I don't know. I thought all the matches were. I thought all the matches were pretty good. I mean, it was overall like as far as the wrestling goes, the wrestling was good. The women's triple threat match was really good. You know, you had Bailey and Bianca, which was a good match. Then we got our first ever father son tag team champions in the Mysterios. They beat down the Dirty Dogs. Um, I thought it was a fun night of wrestling. I wouldn't really say anything yeah. was a letdown. I think the biggest. You know, the thing that people are talking about, like we mentioned before, was just the zombies. But the wrestling for the rest of the night, for the most part, was was good stuff. I thought the women's triple threat was a touch sloppy. Like there were some parts of it that I, and I rarely, rarely criticize the in-ring work because uh, I have so much respect for what, you know, what these, mm-hmm. um, you know, men and women do in the ring. But I thought that one got a little bit sloppy at parts. Uh, and yeah. some of that was kind of just due to the camera work. You know, at the finish, I remember me and Sheena were watching and we were like, you know, where's Charlotte at right yes. now? Because you know, yeah. they didn't show Charlotte. I guess she took a bump whenever she did the big gave boot. Oscar that big boot, yeah. but we didn't see it. So I'm, you know, when Rhea made that pin, I'm waiting for Charlotte to come in and interrupt and then it doesn't happen. So you never want your fans to just feel confused at the end of a match. So, yeah. uh, you know, if I had to pick one letdown, I think it was that one. Um, and we already talked about, so what do you guys want to see zombies again or would, should this be a one-off for uh, WWE? If this had been, if this had been, you know, uh, Halloween havoc, totally here for it. If it had been hell in a cell, I'd be totally here for it. You know, like something like, and it needs to be in an October pay-per-view, which by the way, we're about to transition right into hell in a cell, but yeah, this needed to be an October gimmick and I would have, I would have been much more well-received from my end. Yeah. If they could have saved this one for Halloween Havoc, it would have been perfect. Um, I was reading up today. It sounds like Netflix is really looking to... Uh, they, they got some positive feedback on this, and they think it's really going to give a boost to Army of the Dead, and they're looking to do this more in the future. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some Stranger Things tie tie in. I don't know what all uh, the other real big shows on Netflix are right now, but supposedly Netflix is interested in keeping this relationship going Interesting. Uh, with WWE in the future. So this may not be the last we see of the, uh, the full-on integration between, between Netflix and WWE. Hmm. So the surprising commercial during Backlash was that Hell in the Cell is coming up in June. Uh, Hell in the Cell has traditionally been October. I think every once in a while they've done it in September, but for the most part, it's it's definitely been a fall pay-per-view since they made it its own show on the pay-per-view calendar. Uh, Marco, what do you think about uh, moving paper or moving Hell in the Cell into June this year? Um, It, it is kind of weird because it's kind of known as the, you know, like the the October pay-per-view or the Halloween themed mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Uh, but they usually have that like weird pay-per-view in between um, like now and uh, money in the bank, which is in July. Yeah. Um, you'll get like a stomping ground or a, yeah. Stomping a, ground uh, or great balls face. of fire. Or great balls of fire. Yeah. yeah great no balls mercy. Of fire. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to like establish an actual uh, pay-per-view for this month, as opposed to trying to figure out a name. And make up a pay per view for for this month. So I guess so. Um, but Hell in the Cell is pretty. I mean, that's a pretty major pay per view that no, they what, normally announce. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like one of the the throwaway pay per views normally. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, so I think like in October you're going to see like the the NXT Halloween Havoc probably take over as the pay per view. That's what I'm assuming anyway. I could be wrong, but that it's probably the better of the names. It's more associated with October and Halloween. Um, so I, I'd probably I would be. I'd be very surprised if they didn't do that, but um, you know, having hell in a cell now, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, it is hot. June is a hot month. Um, it is hell. <laughs> hell is hot. So let's bring wow. it. Let's go. Let's let's uh, let's you have ne- some. You've never been more of a WWE shield <laughs> than right now, Marco. <laughs> hey, uh, wait, was- wait till we wait till we get to uh wait till we get to 
AEW. <laughs> yeah, actually, not even AEW. Wait till we get to the uh, inter- the the international roundup. Yeah. Yeah. Some words for uh for some champions around the globe. The uh. You know, I'm not a fan of Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view yeah. anyways. Being an Attitude Era kid, I missed when Hell in a Cell was a really big deal. And it was only busted out when the storyline called for it. And you really needed to have, like, the ultimate match to to kind of close out a feud. So yeah. I've never been a fan of, you know, hey, it's coming up on the calendar. So we got to shoehorn in a couple of match, a couple of feuds that may or may not deserve the sell. Uh, so I'd be in favor, you know, if this is a way to start inching towards just getting it off of the pay-per-view calendar entirely, I'm down. Yeah, but, and they uh, always do. And when they do it as a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, it's like they got to do a women's Hell in a Cell, and then they yeah. got to do a men's Hell in a Cell. And it just, it always kind of seems to fall flat because it's, I don't know, I just feel like, like you, Seth, I feel like it should just, like Hell in a Cell should be reserved for only the hottest feuds. Like they don't even have to do it every single year. Like I feel like if it just got pulled out for like special occasions, uh, would make it feel like such a bigger deal. Yeah, same thing with Elimination Chamber. That's how Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber used to be also. It just got it got broken out once once in every blue moon if there just happened to be a situation where you had, you know, five or six guys that all had a claim towards being the the champion or the number one contender. So, yeah, I, I'm a bigger fan of using gimmick matches as needed and not just having a pay-per-view built entirely around them. Um, who do we want to see wrestling in the cell next month? I don't know. I was thinking maybe we could get some uh, Roman and Jimmy action, you know, like maybe it could be like contingent upon like if, if uh, Jimmy loses, then he has to acknowledge Roman and join the, join the Samoan fam. And then if Roman loses, then he has to release Jay back out to the wild and like, let Jimmy and Jay go on to like be, do their tag team thing again, you know? Yeah, I can see something like that. It'd be a perfect continuation because that's how, you know, it was the Hell in the Cell match last October, the the I Quit match where where Jay ultimately kind of just came yeah. in the fold with Roman and, and yeah. stayed there ever since. So, uh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It would be pretty cool storyline-wise. How about you, Marco? Same same match. I want to see that happen, continue that storyline. Definitely like to see uh, Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell kind of like, you know, get some – Get Seth some, and Cesaro uh, could be cool, yeah. Yeah, Seth, Seth and Cesaro in the match. Zazaro, as uh, as um, <laughs> Seth calls him, if you uh, follow him on Twitter, the way he spells it. It's like Z-A-Z-A, Zazaro. But, um, I just want to point out, it was on the WrestleMania recap when I told you guys, you know, don't get too excited about Cesaro uh, getting that big win at WrestleMania because it's only going to be a couple months before he tumbles back down. And I think, you know, he lost to Roman, clean as a sheet at Backlash. And I think at Hell in the Cell, Seth's going to get his payback from WrestleMania and we'll see Cesaro back in the mid card where yeah. uh, he's probably going to stay. Yeah. I, the only yeah. thing about Hell in a Cell, like you said, it's uh, there's really, other than Roman and Jimmy, there's really no stories that are like have built that are going to, they're going to have to build something in a month, which again, just leads to like, they shouldn't be doing this every, every year, but, uh, all they finished up all the stories at backlash. I mean, everything kind of like, you know, had a, had its final moment, you know? So nothing's really carrying over into hell in a cell. I wouldn't think. Yeah. The only storyline we still got going is the, you know, the Samoan dynasty Mm -hmm. storyline. And, you know, I got an idea, uh, you know, you guys both said, um, you know, Roman and Jimmy, what if, uh, we kind of flipped it on its ear a little bit. We did Jimmy and Jay in the cell, you know, with the, with the same stakes, like you mentioned, Sheen, if, uh, you know, if Jimmy wins him and Jay just go back to being a tag that team and cool. Jay wins, yeah. Jimmy comes in the fold. I'm sure that they could put on, you know, a banger of a match between each other. And if we're only ever going to get Uso versus Uso once, I could think of no better way to do it than, than inside the cell. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. See, I think that that might be a, uh, I think that might be a SummerSlam match. 
Um, I think he's going to run his course into SummerSlam. See, I think Roman would be the bigger draw for SummerSlam. They could do they could do Uso versus Uso at this like you know C level pay per view, um, yeah. and uh, then they could say they could save a bigger build up of putting Roman at the headline at SummerSlam because yeah, it, it would be cool to give Roman um, a break and have just have him kind of like you know hanging around ringside watching this match go down uh, versus like actually fighting, you know. Mm. that time Foley fam raise your glass for the weekly beverage break Sheena what are you drinking on so earlier tonight um I was drinking a uh, never-ending haze IPA from stone brewing it was really good it's like kind of you know tart citrusy hoppy you know my my, my perfectly um tuned beer palette I have here um, so yeah, definitely recommend that. But I am currently drinking a, uh, a Toro Rojo for those of you who um, speak Spanish. I'm drinking the original energy drink, the Red Bull, because it is wow. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's 10:30, which is a terrible idea. I should not be doing this because yeah. I'll be up till like forever. But I was dragging. It's been a it's been a long week around here, and then you know just capping off this uh, this freaking week it just i needed i needed a little bit of boost instead of sometimes you just need some wings sometimes i just need some wings yeah. so i'm just mixing my uppers and my downers who knows what, what tonight's gonna look like <laughs> you know uh, marco how about you what are you sipping on uh continuing the uh the the love and wrestling double dry hopped new england double ipa uh from mayflower brewing company um it's becoming one of my uh favorites i was gonna go with a uh, dream team tonight but I felt uh, it's it's we're talking wrestling, so why not drink a wrestling themed beer? Yeah, I'm super excited to try that to try the dream yeah. team. Next week, we're finally going to get to try that dream team you sent us, Jordan. You know, we hyped it up so much that uh, Jordan Wells, our good buddy, he specifically asked us to to wait until next weekend for Double or Nothing to crack it open when he's out here. So. Hopefully it's pretty good. I and you know Jordan, you know I would not wait for anybody except every time Jordan comes out here, he's always brings like all kinds of treats and gifts and stuff. So I would yeah. feel like an asshole if I couldn't wait, you know, a couple extra weeks to try yeah. that beer. But, but yeah, we'll have to go. We'll have to do a live testing in the Facebook group because Marco's got this thing hyped up so much, and we're all so excited to try it. So should be pretty interesting. I'm keeping it basic tonight, sticking with the OG official beer of the Chick Foley Show, Miller Lite. All right. AEW had some big behind the scenes news this week. It is changing channels starting in January 2022. They're leaving TNT and going to TBS. Uh, they're still going to be quarterly specials like uh, a la Clash of the Champions back in the day that are coming on TNT. And there's going to be a new show on TNT on Friday nights coming on at 10 p.m. right after SmackDown called Friday Night Rampage. Um, Marco, what, what did you think of this news when you saw it come out? Huh. I was kind of surprised because um, there was a yeah, uh, yeah there was an interview that I seen with with uh, Tony Khan. You know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago, and he's talking about you know, you know TNT's the home of AEW. Um, they're not going anywhere. Wednesday nights is the the place they want to be. All that type of stuff. And then this news appears that they're moving to a new channel, which is pretty much under the same um, umbrella. So they're not really like changing companies. They're just changing over channels, but I think it'll definitely be a, uh, um, I don't want to say wake up call, but it'll be 
definitely be a an eye opener for for AEW since they put so much into this like TNT thing with the TNT title. For instance, like yeah, what's going to happen to that? What's gonna, what's going <laughs> to be like? On? They've already so changed it, it like out, twice. Uh, so yeah, it came out today. They're still going to keep it as the TNT title. You know, I think TNT it goes with the dynamite name, and they're still going to have a presence on TNT. So I think they're yeah, keeping that makes it. Sense. I've seen, you know, uh, shout out to the two bad chads. I haven't had a chance to listen to Turnbuckle Tavern this week, so I'm sure they're going to go deep with their analysis on this news. And, you know, we'll let you, we'll let you guys in on uh, some behind the scenes, you know, in our group chat. They they both kind of think that it's going to end up being a positive move um, overall, or at least they're selling it that way. You know, TBS is in a few more homes than TNT. To me, uh, you know, I hope I don't come off too much of a snob on this, but TNT has always been the more premium channel of the two. You know, yeah. that's going back to since I was a kid. That's what Nitro was on. Thunder was on TBS. Um, TNT's always got like the prestigious dramas and the movies and mm-hmm. everything where TBS is, you know, um, Big Bang Theory reruns, stuff like okay, that. You know? Okay, okay. Whoa with the Big Bang Theory slander. No, nah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying like TBS is definitely, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those filler channels. You know what I mean? Like there's never, I can't ever think of anything I've ever been excited to watch on TBS, especially since WCW Thunder's been gone. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't even watch Big Bang Theory on TBS. I got the like, you know, the Washington syndication and on, uh, you know, uh, freaking DVD. I, so, <laughs> so, yeah. so you basically, yeah. So Seth's saying basically there's nothing really to watch on TBS. But the, <laughs> but the two bad chads, they did, you know, he did let us know. He's like, you know, TBS is not new to wrestling. Like they go, they go no. way back exactly, you know, yeah. to like yeah. Georgia Championship yeah. wrestling, NWA. Like it's it's not a you know it's they're not newbies in the wrestling game. I just think I feel like AEW got some automatic um, you know Cred. prestige yeah. and a little yeah a little bit of credit from being on primetime on TNT. Whereas TBS, it's like you know I, I feel like if we you know started a GoFundMe and got all the the premium Foley fan members to chip in, we could probably get a weekly show on TBS if we wanted to. You know yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's definitely not quite that bad, but I I think the AEW fans are definitely underselling what a downgrade is just on the you know the prestige factor from going from TNT to to TBS. I, know, I wonder I wonder like if the production will change at all, you know, or if it'll just be the same show on a new channel. Yeah, I don't think the production is going to change. I think they actually got a little bit more money for this. You know, it was part of moving to TBS, and um, I'm not. Sure, I don't know if they extended the deal they're on right now, or or because they're getting the extra hour on Friday nights. They actually ended up getting some more money to do this, so I don't think it's going to affect the production any. And honestly, it'll probably have a minor. I think it'll have a very minute effect on the ratings because wrestling fans will follow where the wrestling's at. You know, yeah. Raw was on t- the TNN for a little while there in the early 2000s, and it didn't have much of an effect on the ratings i just think um i just think really just from a brand perspective it is a it is a little bit of a gut punch to the brand uh to get to get dumped onto tbs instead of yeah. tnt and it's um, it's gonna it's crazy i'm gonna I'm, i'll be curious to know if friday night rampage impacts the the ratings for smackdown like if it you know has any sort of draw well, it's gonna be afterwards so i don't know oh, it's, it goes on after um, yeah it's SmackDown. coming on 10 p.m so you're gonna mm. smack down well, we don't know. We don't know what kind of show Rampage is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be. Um, I think it's actually going to be taped most weeks. It's not going to be live. So, so AEW now be. has Dark, Dynamite, Elevation, and Rampage. Like they have four shows now. Yeah, yeah we're about to have more AEW on TV than we do WWE. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, Rampage show is going to be like an hour. It's not going to be like a two-hour show. Um, Tony Khan said uh, that it was supposed to be added to. Dynamite. Dynamite was going to be a three-hour 
show. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he. That's mm-hmm. what the original plan was. But he couldn't see, you know, a three-hour show on Wednesday night, so they took that hour and they moved it over to. I'm going to go ahead and say 10. right now, there is no wrestling show that should be three hours. There is no TV show. Period. Period. That should be three hours. Like nothing. True. Yeah, it takes away the specialness of the pay-per-views when your weekly show is three hours. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what I always was as a kid. You know, you had your you had you watched four one hour raws, and then you treat at the end of the month because you got a, a two or three hour pay per view. But yeah, um, so yeah, I, I think we're definitely all going to be watching a lot more TBS anyways in twenty twenty two. So we'll see what else they have aside from the Big Bang Theory reruns. <laughs> Let's move over to uh, NXT. Sheena, what did you think of Bronson Reed stealing the North or not stealing, but taking steal the North it. American Championship? From Johnny Gargano and doing it in style. What were your thoughts on the steel cage match? I am here for thick boy season. I love it. I just think he's just he is just incredible. I love to see a a big dude that can just like fly through the air. He did this like flying power bomb that was like or it was just like awesome, you know. Or um, Johnny Gargano did this flying power bomb on uh, Bronson Reed, and it was like just seeing him like fly over. It's that's a lot of humanity going through the air. <laughs> Um, and I thought it was cool, you know, because ultimately it Austin Theory was getting involved on and off throughout the entire match. So Bronson had, you know, the odds stacked against him and he still came out on top. And I think it was really cool because at the end, the door was open and Bronson Reed was like, no, no, friend, like I'm going to win this shit clean. Like, so he closes the door, climbs up on the uh, the ropes and does the splash and just like the tsunami, the tsunami. Yeah. And uh takes out Gargano and it was just it was a thing of beauty and you could just tell like he was so emotional um I just I'm I'm so happy for him and I can't wait to see see what he does it was the 14 year anniversary of his debut mm-hmm. in wrestling yep. yeah pretty crazy That's pretty wild uh Johnny Gargano is now a three-time North American champion it's starting to feel like you know maybe he's going to be the way the Miz was in the Intercontinental Championship picture for the mm-hmm. longest time, maybe that may be how Gargano is in the North American Championship. What do you think, Marco? Is Johnny going to go back to the main event scene, or do you think he's sticking in the North American title picture? Um, I think he'll make his way back into the not no pun intended the way. Um, I think he'll make his <laughs> way back into the uh, into the main event scene somehow, some way. That's I mean that's how it's. I mean that I think that's why they he has this faction. Um, it's you know to get him to that point. You know, obviously, yeah, uh, he has his uh, wife Candice as the as the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. So they definitely have to keep some gold. Uh, they might have like a you know, definitely he'll probably go for a rematch and try to get the North American title back. But I think he'll uh, he'll he'll fail in that attempt, and I think he'll move on to the uh, to the main event scene. Um, may, hopefully, Karrion Cross doesn't have that title because um, there's no way he'll be Karrion Cross. But um, whether whether it's a will, there's a Wow. way right bars yeah i don't yeah, know he, I, think, uh, I think he's gonna be i think he's just gonna be like you said seth the, the guy who helps build up and make make the transition to a new north american champion yeah he could like constantly win the belt back and then lose yeah. it to the next guy you want to put over he's uh he's obviously mr nxt at this point with being a, a former tag champ yeah, he doesn't need uh, the title. nxt champ a three-time north american champ now uh we could see him go for the, the nxt grand slam and go after the cruiserweight championship that could be pretty cool seeing uh you know him and kushida you know that would be just some awesome series of matches mm-hmm. if that's what he wanted to do and that would be kind of neat see if he made that his next goal uh you know trying to capture all the belts in NXT. Um, over across the pond on the UK, Tyler Bate 
won the Heritage Cup Championship from a kid. Is, is that a how you kid. say that, Marco? A I'm not kid. super familiar with him. Is he, is he a kid? Is he a kid? How do you say that name? He's a kid. A kid. A kid. Yeah, so he won the uh, Heritage Cup Championship. Marco, are you a fan of uh, the Heritage Cup style of wrestling with the rounds? I like it. Um, it's it's different. It's a different pace um, than obviously what we see here here over in the states. Um, I, I mean, I, personally, I like I like having I like watching different types of uh, wrestling styles, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to like different types of matches um, and tournaments. Too, how how things are done with different time limits and like breaks in between and all that type of stuff. That's that interests me. Um, that might I mean it, it could be boring for some people, but um, you, you know you. You can't get sports entertained all the time in my eyes. You definitely have to have te- like a different type of break and see different types of uh, styles of wrestling. So um, I'm all for that. I mean, yeah. and we don't talk enough about NXT UK and how we amazing it is. NXT UK um, is mage, dude. I wish I wish there was more time like to just dive in and really it's go tough, in man, on. But yeah, I, I definitely love that style of wrestling. I love the vibe and I love a lot of those characters. It reminds me of like, you know, 2014 through like 2015 era NXT, like kind of smaller stories, I guess, for lack of a better term, simpler storytelling. And it's just a real focus on the wrestlers and letting their character shine through. Yeah. Uh, Sheena, what do you think of the the Heritage Cup championship, like the actual championship being a being a giant freaking trophy instead of uh, instead of a belt? I like it. I think it's really cool. I think that, uh, like, you know, you see title belts all the time. I think the the trophy aspect of it makes it really cool. And I, I mean, the trophy looks awesome. Everything that NXT UK does looks super classy and just super ornate. And I think it really kind of makes the, all their titles look very prestigious. So I, I, I'm here for the trophy. I'm a traditionalist. I, I can't appreciate them doing something different, but I, that thing needs to be a belt. You know, like the poor champ's got to lug around this freaking. Uh, <laughs> they should put backpack straps trophy. on it or something at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like think about it. Once they, I think they're they're pretty much stationary now. But once they start traveling again, he's going to be packing this thing through the airport. And the other thing, you know, the championship belt is a classic foreign object to use in in wrestling. If you hit somebody with that trophy, you're going to kill them, dude. Like you'll cave somebody's skull in if you hit them with that thing. We, if you're Nick Gage, worse. you don't care. Yeah, I was gonna say right. we we just watched the Nick Gage documentary. Is anything yeah. like you know off limits? A trophy, a trophy would do nothing. That's like a yeah. pillow. <laughs> give me give me a seen. light tube. I'll show you. I can really do some damage. <laughs> but Sheen, you are right. It is a beautiful trophy, and we need an updated Tyler Bate in figure form. So action figure attack. If you're listening, uh, you know we spoke a figure into existence last week. We want to do it again. We need an updated Tyler Bate with the nice British strong style jacket yeah. and with that Heritage Cup we trophy. Need a, we need a Trent Seven. With that looks like a grandpa holding a white towel, dude. Trent Seven's aged like a hundred years in like one year. I feel like COVID hit him like a Mack truck. <laughs> it was. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, quarantine was not nice to ta- uh, to Trent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were an additional round of releases aside from the previously mentioned Velveteen Dream, Marco, or any of these guys um, and or gals, people that you're gonna miss. Um, I don't want to sound mean, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, the, some of them, the, the, the crazy thing about it, some of them were just actually signed, like maybe like, like six or seven months ago, they weren't even around like super long. Um, so that was kind of like weird that that happened. But, um, the good thing is like the, their clauses are a little bit different than the main roster. I mean, it was like 30 days, um, a non-compete on some, some of them. So yeah, so a month and then they can, uh, go wherever they, they please, but yeah, it's all. It always stinks when you know there's there's releases. It doesn't matter what 
level of talent they are. It's, you know, they're, they got kind of cut short of their, of their dream a little bit, but now they can regroup and, you know, go on a greener pastures if they have to. Well, I think it's kind of crazy that he just kind of got, uh, that Alexander Wolf just kind of got kicked out of Imperium. Like, yeah, he was you just know. on TV this yeah. week. So it's yeah. just like, oh, well, we they knew they were going to can him. So they were like, oh, well, you can't be in Imperium anymore. I thought Imperium was, I mean, I love them. I think, I don't know what, what the deal was with Alexander Wolf. Maybe he wanted to leave. Who, you know, who knows? That's but. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that had to have been an amicable split. He either needed to take some time off or there was something else he was wanting to go do for a little bit in the wrestling world. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him come back because, yeah, they definitely, they obviously, they knew that he was leaving on Wednesday night and he mm-hmm. was cool to go out to film that angle. They gave him a write-off, you know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't just mysteriously gone one day, a la Velveteen Dream. So, yep. And thank God that we got that beautiful, beautiful uh elite of Alexander yeah. Wolf from back when he was in sanity. So, uh, yeah, be- best wishes and future endeavors to all the folks that got released this week. And we'll finish up our inside the squared circle talk with a little bit of uh, you know, international slash indie roundup. Uh, we got some amazing dream matches lined up. One that we've talked about a few times on this show, Kenny and Moose are going to be head to going head to head, uh, on the up- upcoming AEW pay-per-view. Um, is that a pay-per-view or is that a TV special Marco? Uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, against pay-per-view. all odds, it's June 12th. Yeah, yeah so uh, they couldn't get us to pull the trigger on Rich Swan versus Kenny, but I, <laughs> I might do it for this one. Depending on what the rest of the card looks like, I may end up getting this show because Moose has really been one of our favorites down in Impact. Uh, we used to be gigantic Atlanta Falcons fan. So we were always rooting for Moose. He's a former Falcons backup offensive lineman. Uh, and I think him and Kenny's going to be incredible. If it, depending on what kind of hijinks are happening around the match, I could see Moose actually taking the impact championship back. What about you, Marco? You think Moose has a chance? Yeah, I can see it. I think these, the the next few matches, I think you're going to see the, uh, the end of the, the belt collector, the Kenny, the collector, the, mm. yeah, the belt collector, uh, run, um, just, just the lineup, um, of, of, of individuals he's facing with from Moose to um, Andrade, Andrade, yeah, Triple Mania yeah, in August. That's triple, gonna be another yeah. awesome one. Yeah, so I think I think he's uh, I think he's ending his uh, his reign unless they unless they keep it going to Slammiversary because um, that's supposed that obviously that's kind of like their WrestleMania um, or Double or Nothing if you want to say so. Maybe he keeps it until then. Who knows? Um, but uh, another thing I read was they uh, Don Callis was no longer like an uh, ex- like an executive. Yeah, he's just an on-air talent for Impact now. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So who knows what, I mean, that that could give him more free time, obviously, to, you know, be Kenny's kind of like advocate. Um, so who knows? I mean, he has a he has quite the lineup coming. He has these two matches. He has that triple threat match uh, coming up as well. So we'll see now if he's... Now, triple uh, A, Marco, do they still use the six-sided ring? Yes, I believe they do. Yeah, so that'd yeah. be interesting seeing Andrade. That's the only thing that's gonna kind of like dampen my excitement for that because you guys know how much I love Andrade. Um, and now him and Kenny, that that would just be you know it's a true dream match. So maybe they can bring back the four sided ring for uh, for Triple Mania this year because I've never liked the six sided ring in any context. What about you, Sheena? You what's your thoughts on the six sided ring? No, I'm I'm square circle all the way. Oh <laughs> yeah, 
The other big news coming out of New Japan today was that Will Ospreay is forfeiting the IWGP Championship. Uh, you know, it's no shocker. It's with a neck injury. If you've ever watched the yeah. New Japan guys wrestle, like there's nothing they love more than slamming each other down right on top of the head. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's like, not yes. funny. We're not. We're not <laughs> no, laughing at his. We're not laughing. No, we're at not. His neck but it's injury. just like I mean, like you know, the the hardcore hardcore indie smarks yeah. are like, oh, you know, New yeah. Japan's awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome because you're seeing these dudes literally getting their spine compressed multiple yeah, times every single match. Yep. And Will Ospreay, he's bulked up a little bit the last couple of years, but he's he's not a naturally big guy. You know what I mean? He's a yeah. He's a pretty small guy. So, you know, you get dropped on the head enough times, it's going to catch up to you. It's a shame because he finally, you know, really elevated to that that main event level. And then um, all those bumps that he took on the way up have finally caught up with him. So, uh, Sheena, I'm going to ask you, you know, we know you are a uh, hardcore New Japan fan. <laughs> uh, you know, you watch NJPW Strong every single week. Every you day. subscribe to New Japan World. <laughs> who, do, who is going to be the next New Japan champion? So uh, I'm just going to go with recent history and just I'm going to take the lowest hanging fruit and I'm going to say Kota Ibushi is going to uh, reclaim it. Right. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come I'm on. I'm saying Kenny Omega gets it back. I say we go all in on the belt collector. <sighs> you know what? I think, Marco, you're saying it's coming to an end. I say it's just getting started. I think Kenny's going to go back and win that New Japan Championship. What better way to recreate some buzz and capture some interest in New Japan after they, they went all in with Will Ospreay and he was forced to to forfeit the belt less than, you know, less than six weeks later? I mean, yeah. I mean, they could give it to him because he hardly defends any of the belts that he has now. So <laughs> I mean, Ouch, they, could, they could definitely they could definitely give him that belt and it'll uh, it'll rest easy. But I think it would go back to Okada. I mean, I'd like to see him as a champion again. He's uh, definitely the best champ they've had over the last since, yeah. five, five or six years since AJ. Okada's definitely been the best one. So yeah, and he has that it'll look be, too. As a, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see where they go. You know, in New Japan, really kind of. Is put a lot of things at a standstill with the pandemic. So it's going to be a, uh, you know, very interesting time for them going forward. And we will be watching and keeping up with it from afar. Drop by and visit the turnbuckle tavern where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things. AEW, as well as dive into impact wrestling, NWA and all things. Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, before we get into the week in wrestling figure news, we want to remind you guys about the Has book. Again, that's the Hasbook, T-H-E-H-A-S-B-O-O-K on Instagram. They have the Hasbook, the actual Hasbook, in hand and ready to ship. So shipments are going to start going out next week. You guys still have time to go and pre-order. The, or actually, they didn't even pre-order anymore. Now you can just order it following the link on their Instagram. This thing is going to be incredible, and we're really looking forward to getting our hands on our copy. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out on Instagram. We'll have a link in the show notes of this episode along with all the rest of our partners. Uh, Marco, take us away with figure news. Yeah, just want to add to that too as well. Uh, when you do order the Hasbook, they actually have a bundle that you can purchase that uh, comes with the LJN book. 
as well. So if you don't have the LJN book, yeah. uh, now's your chance to like, have both at the same time because judging from the LJN book, the has book's probably going to be even more incredible than that. Yeah, one, it's so. definitely going to be your most cost-effective way to get complete LJN and Hasbro collections in your possession. Yeah, yeah. Not physically, but you know it's it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, without without, without Listen, breaking the if bank. If you live in a tiny home, or you don't have a, a collector space, or maybe you're a minimalist, like if you, you are were a, an early Doge investor. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't buy into Bitcoin, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe you need to uh, just get get these get these books, so that way you know you don't feel the need to have shelves full of full of toys. I don't know why I'm yeah. saying that with shelves full of toys upstairs. Yeah. But, you know? <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm talking to all my minimalists out there, my minimalist collectors. Yeah. And the, obviously the Hasbro's, if you take a trip on eBay and just search WWF Hasbro, you'll see what we're talking about if you haven't already. Yeah. So those are those are the new currency. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're the new like NFTs that you <laughs> can buy and keep. Um but yeah so we'll move on to our ringside pre-orders. Um these are these are pretty cool ones actually. Um so obviously they they have the the photos of these out already. They rock and suck. Uh, elite two pack. Yeah. Um it's I mean it looks pretty incredible. The just seeing the accessories laid out. Jam packed, man. It's uh, uh, so you can awesome. even see Sako in the the box. Sako's yep. hidden behind one of the the panels. Uh, it's yeah, so jammed Rocco. full with other accessories. Yep, you get Rocco and Sako, you get the the jackets. Um and it's the I mean the only gripe I've seen online was basically the you know when you on the back of the package it's the the this is your life and the rocks wearing like the button down shirt and all that stuff mm-hmm. so uh, naturally people are like oh how come he's not wearing that shirt it's not accurate blah blah, blah. but you know what we're getting a rock and sock two pack I guess I think That's I said what, this at if the you're beginning. a loose collector you don't worry about those things exactly well, no, you know why you don't have to worry about that it's cool that the Mattel did that because the original rock defining moments figure from way back in the day yeah. I think this was. Two, it's either 2010 or 2011 it came with that shirt so yeah. mm-hmm. that's a nod from Mattel showing love to the collectors like us who have been with them for the longest and, and yeah. have some of these figures so we have that defining moments figure so guess what when this new rock comes out I'm immediately throw on that $500 shirt and he's going to be good to go yeah exactly and they're not like you know Drop the they're, mic. Not, they're not minimalizing like that 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 previous figure it's not going oh we're just yeah. gonna throw another one out there for everyone to purchase it's like hey no that's a one of one now and we're bringing this other this other version of the rock out in that same vein so that's why know, I, I hope if I they ever do uh same thing if they ever redo wrestlemania 7 macho man um don't come don't have that jacket just include the shirt you know give us uh, yeah. the same in-ring macho but include the shirt just to make that one special also yep and then you can pop that jacket off and throw it on yep. if you need to on the other figure yeah no definitely Totally agree. Um, uh, next up in the pre-orders, we have the uh, WWE Top Picks 2022. Um, have you guys seen the the listing? You pre-ordering? What do you? Yeah, this is uh, this is one that comes with the John Cena with the old school WWF logo, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love that yep. Cena figure. I yeah. think that's probably going to be the only one from the set that I really need. The Rey Mysterio is pretty cool, also. Um, the other ones look like they're if they're not re, just straight re-releases, they're close to being re-releases. Yeah, that looks like but, the Elite seventy six Drew. No, the Elite seventy six Drew has the hair in the face, right? Or is it seventy six? I think that was like uh, Elite seventy one Drew. Wow! But, but no, that all the Drews are starting to run together. We have yeah. the, the next Drew we're getting is going to be the one that comes with the kilt and the sword. Oh uh, yeah! But yeah, definitely getting that John Cena. That's going to be the first Cena I've added in my collection in a while. Yeah, not even. Oh, you didn't get the uh, the uh, the the Legends. 
Cena that just came out or no because we had the uh I had that Toys R Us exclusive um the prototype yeah the prototype the champ is here uh John Cena from late 2015 the one that was his actual debut look against Kurt Angle so uh, no need to add the the WrestleMania 36 version um you, I'm assuming you have the ultimate edition John Cena so yeah yeah yep. okay um yeah, the, the, this uh, next set is pretty cool. So AEW came out with a barbed wire accessory pack, sort oh, yeah. of like Definitely in the vein of this. the uh, yeah, sort of like in the vein of the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre um, uh, packs that they did when they came out with the uh, the Lucha Bros figures. Um, this was kind of surprising that they they're actually doing something like this. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this? It's uh looks pretty cool. The set I didn't I didn't pre order myself yet. I'm not sure if I want to go forth with it, but. It, it is. Very oh yeah, it's tempting. really cool. It looks like it's based all off of the. Um, was that full gear uh, between Kenny Omega and uh, John Moxley? The oh, one the that had all the barbed match. wire and stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I love that we're actually getting the the broom with the barbed wire wrapped on it. So a lot of again, a lot of really cool accessories, and uh, it's going to be some really unique pieces that we haven't gotten before in uh, in wrestling figures. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, figure photographers out there, they're gonna have a field day with this one, I think, oh, which, yeah. is, which is pretty cool, especially uh, with the AEW. Uh, if you have like the scale ring too, as well, I think it'd be a pretty cool uh, setup. Um, oh, yeah. We'll move on to AEW continuing. Uh, they come out with some new replica belts, uh, the uh, AEW tag team titles, um, nice. which is pretty awesome as well. Oh, um, beautiful. So this can be the only thing that I see on the shelf at Walmart for the next year. You know, yes. <laughs> the only thing the only thing I've seen in the last two months at my wall, my local Walmart is the eight like one lonely AEW replica belt. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah, I think it's yeah, same at same at the uh, Walmarts around here. It's just all um rings still, a lot of uh a lot of the rings and a lot of the belts. I don't know. Speaking around, of so. which, we never really go too hard on distribution stuff on here, but I don't know what the hell is going on with Walmart. Target, for the most part, has stayed pretty stocked up. You know, like yeah. they, they ebb and flow, but yeah. there's stuff on the pegs, at least at Target. You know, if I was a little kid and wasn't a hardcore collector, I know if I, you know, mowed my yard and, you know, showed up all the dog poop and got 20 bucks for my parents, I could go to Target and get a wrestling figure. Walmart, nah, dude, you're going to have to go and buy Ghostbusters or marvel legends or something because there are no wrestling figures to be found i do not remember the last wrestling figure i've seen on the pegs at walmart i can't even remember so the only the only thing i think of is do you think it's something where like they're not seeing like a high volume of sales well why would you well, why would that when be? they show up well, they not, sell yeah. out man a couple That's times true. i've seen so there have been a couple times over the past few months where i'll go in and they're stocked up with um you know a set of elites or a set of basics it's nothing i need but there's stuff on there and I'll go the next day and it's gone. So stuff's getting yeah. picked clean, man. Um, I don't, I really don't know what the issue is. I don't know if it's something with their ordering system or what. Um, Cause the stuff's it's definitely selling when it's there, but there's yeah. just, there's no like, there's no rolling stock. You know what I mean? There's nothing like just continuously on the shelf. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is when I was, when I was younger, I used to work at uh, a, it's a toy store that doesn't even exist anymore, but it's, just doing even doing those sections and like restocking a toy aisle or toy aisles is probably the worst thing <laughs> besides like doing clothes and stuff like that. So it might just be a general, I'm not doing that. Oh, there's a whole bunch of boxes back there. I'm not, I'm not going to to <laughs> go out there and put out any toys right now. I'm just going to just let them sit back here and, if someone I know asked Seth, her, I'll go back. when we used to live in Hawaii, <laughs> Seth would be like, he would get so frustrated at the toy sections. Um, 
just being a hot a hot mess. He's like, yeah. I just want to come it's in here. A- He's like, if I had the time, if I just like you know had a, a job with like normal hours, so I would come in and just volunteer my time to organize and like put stuff on the shelves and go back there and like pull stuff from the back and keep the shelves stocked and organized and like if something wasn't selling, take it to the back and replace it with something else. Like yeah, it's just they don't get. I mean, the people who work at the big box stores, I mean, they don't care. They're not making commission or anything, you know. But you would yeah. think if there's like a toy section like manager that he he would be graded somehow on toy sales or like you know they would at least have a little bit of pride in his job you know what i mean like well, yeah. I mean, that's a lot to know. ask in 2021 you know yeah i yeah, guess they- but yeah it, we were like five minutes away from a target where we lived in hawaii and i seriously considered like just getting a red collared shirt and some khaki pants and just like showing up <laughs> disguised as a target employee and going poking around in the back and pulling out crates and shit and just stocking up yeah the only other thing uh too is like that I can think of is kind of like the business model has changed a lot with, with obviously with big box stores and it comes to like online selling and stuff like that. And a lot of, you know, I'm not sure how, what the, how the labor is or who's being hired and what, what, who's doing what, but a lot of, a lot of the, maybe the people that are usually in those sections are being pulled in like the, like the online order pickup area where they have to be, they have to man this, this area. So if an online order comes in, they have to, they have to grab it. They but have to it's set been it up like this then, for years. Yeah, I mean a good a good eight years at least. I feel <laughs> like the uh, the toy sections have been a hot freaking mess, yeah. you know. And you have yeah. to ask people to go to the back and and get stuff. So it's not like a, a COVID related thing. And I yeah. think you know, I think it's just I think it's just straight laziness. Yeah, you hear that? If you're listening and you work at one of these. <laughs> Location, Sheena said, "You are being lazy." Seth no, and I did not say that. I didn't. I, th- listen, <laughs> I, I know. I know a lot of retail folk, and I'm friend. I'm friends with a lot of uh, people that work at, at uh, big box stores. Yeah, I'm not definitely not calling you lazy, but there are some lazy efforts that oh, work, yeah, no, and, I, <laughs> do work at these stores. And the people that I know will tell you that too. They'll be like, "Yeah, these people are freaking lazy, dude." Yeah, I've worked at at Target yeah. West Oahu. <laughs> yeah, bitch ass. Trust yeah. me, I, I worked. Uh, I worked retail a better part of my life. And, uh, Same. You know, yeah. I've worked with a few, a few lazy, lazy people, say, or individuals, um, that yeah, like, they're, they're just the there hell, to dude? punch, punch a time clock and hope, hope that nobody notices or asks for help, you know? They're those, just like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and those are usually the funnest people to work with. That's a, that's the, that's the upside to it. They're hilarious and they're fun people, but you hate them because they don't do have any you, work. Have you seen <laughs> the, um, the Ikea guy on TikTok? That does all the you know retail scenarios where he's like oh like the he'll he'll give you a scenario and then he replies to it it's freaking no, hilarious I gotta see it I have to see it oh my gosh yeah I should do that yeah it's uh, it's the best all right so let's move on to uh to Funko Pops um some new WWE ones that were announced we have uh Asuka. can't wait for that one yeah she's, a, she's if there was ever a Funko Pop from WWE that's Oscar is definitely that. Yes, that, super that toy edit. We need it. Yeah, she already had one before. You got you guys remember that when she had the mask on? This maybe that's why I didn't think of it because this one she doesn't have a mask. Yeah, this on. is the first this one without one, the yeah. mask on. But yeah, she had she had a mask. Uh, I think there were like three different Oscars that came out back hmm. in. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's like black that out of my my memory. I don't remember. Yeah, that. me too. Definitely. Yeah, because um, we got the we got the Walmart exclusive one. Actually, had like the green where it like it looked like blood dripping down her face. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, so this one has like the same idea, but with no mask. And it's like the uh, the face paint, everything. Uh, we have Jerry the King Lawler, too. 
Ray Mysterio. The Ray Mysterio looks actually pretty cool as well. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to replace my OG uh, Ray Pop with that new one. Yeah, and then, uh, see if the thing's worth anything. Yeah, and then uh, round it up with the uh, with the Street Profits um, getting Funko Pops. That's, uh, know, that's, that's awesome. pretty awesome as well. Um, and the main event of Funko Pops, this one came out like a little bit before we did the show. Um, the Tribal Chief wreck it roman yeah wreck um, everything it, and leave yeah yeah it's, it's the uh it's the uh return roman so the SummerSlam uh roman is getting a funko pop um so he has a t-shirt on everything um it looks pretty cool it's the uh he's it's got the Amazon universal e- title also yep yeah i don't universal even i don't title. think he, he doesn't even have a bun in that right he's still got the long locks hanging down yeah no it's it's, it's literally his return at mm-hmm. uh SummerSlam. he destroyed wrecked everyone and left um but yeah, it's an Amazon exclusive, and I believe it's uh, up for pre-order right now. Yeah, so, already, uh, I pre-ordered mine like literally right before we went on the air. Oh yeah, yeah so. Seth just sent me a picture of the Oscar. Yeah, pop. if you guys check the if you that, guys check yeah. the group chat on IG, I just sent a picture of the the Oscar pop from back in yeah. is it 2016 or 2017? Yeah, yeah. So we have a uh, yeah the 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 real the real champion of the wrestling world. Yeah. is getting a Funko Pop. Um, <laughs> the official, the official <laughs> champion of the, rest the official of the world. champion of every single organization that you're a fan of. The real, <laughs> he only, he only needs one champ. belt. Yeah, he only needs one. He's the universal champion, so he's the champion of the universe, which means he's champion. He encompasses in other all other organizations. Yeah, all yeah. other organizations. It's, it's. I mean, you can dispute the facts, but it's, it's universal. So, uh, but we'll move on to uh, <laughs> another pre-order, uh, Bull Nakano. From Cello Toys is yeah, uh, awesome. up for pre-order as well. Yeah, so already got her pre-ordered. It's a legendary figure, the first ever female in Hasbro form. Yeah, so that's def- that's definitely a uh, a purchase if you're if you're definitely a retro collector or a Hasbro collector as well. And Bull Nakano is obviously a legend, um, and is well deserved that she actually has a yeah, and she's in figure form now. So can't wait to see it in person. It's good, definitely going to be awesome. And we we talk about this like every single show, but. All these different like retro style figures that are coming out, I oh, think they're yeah. all going to be amazing because they're all uh, done by different, um, you know, different companies and stuff like that. So um, hopefully they're all in scale with each other, so mm-hmm. you can do some, uh, you, you know, have some like fig feds going on stuff like that. Yeah, the cello blue mini, he's in, he's basically in scale perfectly with the retros and Hasbro's. He's maybe maybe a touch small, but he's definitely close enough that you could throw him on your Hasbro shelf and feel good about it. Yeah, I mean. But uh, we have uh, the AEW Unrivaled Series Six figure reveals. Um, um, kind of for me personally, kind of lukewarm. We can set so far. Definitely, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even lukewarm. No, there's still. Don't get me wrong. I pre-ordered five of the six figures just because I'm a psycho and I still feel like I need them for my collection. But yep. Um, it's this is I wouldn't say it's the weakest because the AEW figures have all been so great. This is the set I'm least excited for out of yeah. all six so far. Okay, that day, that's probably what it was. Yeah, I think the only two uh, figures, obviously, of my for my interest would be obviously um, Jake Hager. That's pretty much it. Both of his figures, both of his his rare and his regular one. No, I'm joking. Um, what about Sheeta? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sheeta definitely. But uh, yeah, the uh, just seeing it all, t- like obviously seeing the reveals are pretty cool. But um, you know, obviously with the It'd be why are they doing repeats, blah, blah, blah. And we already explained what you have to do with these lines and stuff like that to, you know, get the sales going and stuff like that. So we're not going to get into that. But yeah, I get uh, that. Def- but I've, I, I mean, at this point, it's just like, you know, I mean, I get do it redoing one 
a set, you know, that's previously been done, but I mean, we've gotten yeah. all of these figures um, pretty much. So yeah, it again, yeah. I'm not going to criticize them because the figures actually look really good, but yeah, yeah it's just the, the lack of excitement for, for new faces and stuff, especially when you have so much talent. And again, you know, the AEW fans are kind of like the hardcore of the hardcore. So they're going to yeah. buy these figures. It's not, I mean, you're not trying to just appeal to like everyone, right? Like, you know, there are collectors <laughs> looking for these things. So it doesn't matter how obscure the character is from AEW, people are going to buy it. So I feel like you need to go ahead and get these people while they're under your AEW umbrella because you never know what can happen. I mean, people could leave the company, people could get injured and, you know, so get us these figures while these people are around, you know? Yeah. And still, still no Britt Baker. Uh, still figure. no freaking Britt Baker. I, think, I, I feel like they're saving her for a ringside exclusive at this point. That's what I, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm assuming. Do you think we're going to but... get bloody Britt Baker? Either that or uh, possible. I mean, I could definitely see it. I think either that or I think she's going to be in series one of the new unmatched line. I think it's just a, a way to really kick off, kick that off. We've heard the rumor that Brody Lee is going to be in that one. So I think if you had yeah. Brody and Britt Baker as kind of the anchors to really get that new line off the ground, I think that'd be a great way to start it off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. That's a smart, smart way of doing things. Um but yeah, that's it for the uh, figure reveals on that. But here's a, the main event. The main of event reveals right now. The main event. We we are we are uh, we have a crystal ball over here. We, we're prophets. We, whatever, yeah, whatever we speak out into these microphones just yeah. somehow finds its way into reality. We're clairvoyant. We I mean, we, <laughs> we are. <laughs> we speak. You're right. We speak these things to in existence. We we just say it and it happens. So, yeah. uh, uh, Zombie Sailor Toys has signed a. Never before made figure, an icon, um, an icon in the uh, in the nineties wrestling, an icon in wrestling in general. Mister mm-hmm. um, Todd Pattengill is getting a a figure, and uh, it's going to be available in twenty twenty two. He actually did the faces line. He, yep, he did the. Uh, did you see his uh, promo commercial that he did? Yeah, it was really good. It yeah, was pretty awesome. He's so. I, I mean, I think it, other people had probably seen it, and probably didn't really get it, but I. I, I pop for it. Just seeing him like with his humor and stuff like that. He hasn't changed at all, yeah. which I love. Um, it just brought me back to those, those times. It's like live wire and seeing all those old vignettes with them and stuff like that. So, I mean, how excited. crazy is it that last week we literally discussed getting a Todd Pettengill figure Fig- on the yeah. show. And then it, it was like literally like two, three days later, it got announced yeah. and we were like, totally. what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's like you said. We just we're just clairvoyant, and we yeah we can speak anything into the existence. Universe, the universe right has our back. So I mean, yeah. not to brag, but I did bring up uh, uh, when when Seth Rollins did come out in that Rey Mysterio gear, I did tweet that out, and yeah, look what we got. I'm telling not you, not so long, yeah, not so long after. So I mean, influencers, yeah, we, we just, we're influencing the universe. You know, yeah, it's, I mean that's what we do. We're just social media influencers, and we. <laughs> You know, we make the world better with our <laughs> with our ideas. We're, ba- uh, we're basically we're basically Eva Marie's of the universe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> do Do we have your attention <laughs> <Do> now? We- <laughs> yeah. Pay attention, oh, people. Oh boy. All right. Um, that's it. That's it for figure news. What all did you add to your collection this week, Marco? Um, only one figure, and that was the uh, John Cena uh, NWO. Firefly Funhouse ringside exclusive. It's the longest name ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely get de- uh, pick that up. Um, for clothing, I I actually I, I didn't say this last week, 
but I did get the uh, 2800 Studios. They make these kind of like retro um, uh, WWE pay-per-view shirts with like the like the poster on the front and the match card on the back. Uh, so they actually did one for uh, I forget what SummerSlam it was with um with the for the custody of Dominic. Oh, that um, was uh, SummerSlam 2005. Yes, yeah. So they actually did a T-shirt for that. Um, so it's uh you know Eddie Guerrero on the front and a young Dominic and Rey Mysterio and on the back it obviously has a match card. So uh, super excited to uh, wear that uh, for for the SummerSlam festivities. Um, but other than that, that's it. Very very light week with the uh, with figures. I had I had quite a few pickups this week, so I got I grabbed Hasbro Doink. I actually ended up having to get him from a uh, a UK seller on eBay. Literally every Doink that was available in America had broken fingers. So, um, oh, geez. his his hand is really fragile. I see how it could happen. This is my first time ever actually having a Hasbro Doink figure in hand, and it's like his hand almost feels like it's made of like porcelain or something. You know, remind me of uh of Chubbs on Happy Gilmore if you remember that movie. You know, with the uh, <laughs> the hand made of oak. You know, I mean, those things are definitely pretty brittle. Um, we grabbed the, uh, some more work from our friend, Hal Haney. Uh, Sheena picked up the bad gimmicks painting from him. I don't know if you guys have seen this on his Instagram. He's basically got, uh, you know, it's like probably 40 plus of just the, the worst gimmicks you've ever seen in wrestling all in one big collage. Really, really cool piece. Uh, our friend forbidden figurines. We got the intercontinental championship belt set from her. I know Sheena was a little bit upset that we grabbed this because, you know, she was a, uh, belt customizer back in the day. She had already made all of these IC belts in the different colors. You know, the, the yellow one, the Robin's egg blue, um, the gold, uh, the, and then there's a white and a classic black one. Um, but, you know, the as good as Sheena's paint was, you know, it was only a matter of time before it faded out. So we, we had to support our, uh, our fellow, uh, you know, female figure enthusiasts and, and grab those bells from her. And, and definitely, if you haven't yet, check out forbidden figurines, literally everything she does is just incredible. You know, it, it really, yeah, they really are little works of art. These, these belts that she makes. I'm sure you guys saw on Instagram, we got the Jurassic express set. Uh, super stoked to have that. Sheena put together some awesome, awesome content for that over the weekend. And I grabbed the Razor Ramon Chalkline shorts. So I will be throwing my uh, my Killer Clown shorts up on the Facebook group for sale here in a little bit. Those were a super short run uh, set from Chalkline. So if you're a fan of 80s horror movies and you feel like you need to add those to the collection, keep, a po- keep an eye on the Facebook group because I will be posting those up for sale. And last but not least, just yesterday, we got in our Elite 86 set from Ringside Collectibles. And we're going to have Sheena do a little bit of a, uh, you know, an instant reaction review on this set for you guys here tonight. Um, one thing that's a little bit different, you know, how many chicks is an official segment on the Chick Foley show. Now we're actually keeping records on it and stuff so we can keep track of what the all time high scores are. So when we do the instant reviews, it's not going to be how many chicks it's going to be how many Marcos. Mm. So yeah, I hope you're huh. ready for this Marco. And oh, one thing, geez. you know, I know we have uh, you know, crypto has been all the rage here in the, the last few weeks. So everybody is kind of getting used to exchange rates and stuff. Uh, you guys know how many chicks is a one to five scale. When we do how many Marcos, we're going to go from one to 10 because one Marco is equal to two chicks. So, uh, excuse me. No, I got that backwards. One chick is equal to two Marcos. So yeah, Marco, you need to work on your exchange rate a little bit, but for now it's going to be a 10 point <laughs> scale to align with the, uh, with how many chicks. So, so Sheena, we'll, we'll tee it up. We'll start off, um, with kind of the least exciting to the most exciting. We'll go with the fiend. How many Marcos do you give the fiend? 
um, with the Blue Universal title. I give the I give the Fiend probably just for excitement, not really execution. I mean, it looks great. It is an awesome Fiend figure, but I mean, we basically have this exact same figure. So I'm going to go ahead and give it three Marcos. Um, okay. Just because, like I said, not a bad figure. Um, if you don't have a Fiend figure in your collection yet, I think it's a, a great one. It's like, you know, the classic Fiend look with the red and black circus pants and the, you know, black, black top, blonde hair, Blue Universal Championship. But yeah, it's not anything that we haven't seen before. All right. How about the Miz? The Miz. Um, he's got his full white, you know, post-apocalyptic jacket on with, uh, you know, his shades. Mm, um, out of the Miz figures, I give it maybe, I give it a four out of ten. Okay. Four um, Marcos. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about Triple H? Okay, so which Triple H are we talking? The, the purple chase? one, the okay, one that purple. we have. Okay, so yeah, the the purple one. It's good looking. It it was definitely a hole in the collection that needed to be filled. Um, and like we got a custom of this, so I feel like the custom that we got the paint job is a little bit more accurate because it does have the the purple iridescent tights, whereas the the Mattel is a little bit more muted. It is like a purpley blue. But it's not exactly the same color as the pants that he was wearing um, at uh, SummerSlam 98. So I just feel like Mattel has struggled a little bit with metallics. We've talked about that before as far as like their paint apps and stuff. So I'm going to give it, for historical significance, I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay, six, Marcos. All right, we'll go with Carmella. Carmella. Good looking figure. She's got the fabulous gear, pink and black. Uh, comes with the you know tearaway pants, and it's not my favorite Carmella. This is uh, mm. yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. I like the, I like the Mella as money. I like her money gear more than I like I like the Miss Money in the Bank Carmella better than better than this yeah, one. Yeah, that that Walmart exclusive Carmella that came out a few years back with the women's money in the, the bank briefcase yeah. and the money print. Yeah, like that was they did so good on that that I almost feel like I don't need another Carmella figure. That figure mm-hmm. was just excellent. Uh how about Sid Justice? Again, another missing part of the collection, which is great. Uh, comes with like the the ref gear. Um underneath he's got a red singlet, uh red knee pads. You had you had some problems with this figure, didn't you, Seth? Then you have some some thoughts well, I just, on. Uh, yeah, I wish that it was the. I would have rather if we were getting Sid Justice. I know it wouldn't be a SummerSlam figure, but I would have rather seen him. Uh, you could still do his ref gear from SummerSlam '92, and then underneath you could have had the the blue trunks from Royal Rumble 1992 when he got screwed over by Hulk Hogan. Uh, I think that would have been pretty. I would have preferred that instead of the WCW Sid, but still a really cool figure, and uh, I'm excited to have it in the collection. Uh, so how many how many chicks you, or how many Marcos do you give it, Sheen? I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it six Marcos. Okay, and last but not least, the main event, the Monday Night Messiah, mm. Seth Rollins. Yeah, so this he's got um his uh, SummerSlam 2020 gear, which is uh, like the Halloween Havoc Rey Mysterio gear. Didn't come with the jacket, which is kind of a bummer um, with the fur, but uh, he does have like the the Riddler gear. Um, man bun comes with a kendo stick. Looks awesome. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it nine Marcos. 
Okay, Marco. Uh, you know, Sheena was tossing out the Marcos left and right. What do you think? Which anything that you want to challenge? Or do you think she was pretty much on point with her rankings? Um, no, I think she was pretty on point with the uh, with the rankings. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, I would have gave the uh, Seth Rollins a ten. That's the only. I mean, because he's a perfect ten. It's it, a it is. Dog. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is an incredible figure. But and um, and I spoke that to an existence. That's why I would have gave that's it. That's right. Yeah. It a 10. <laughs> but uh, other than that, everything else is uh, pretty accurate. Have we ever gotten an explanation as to why? Even though Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania get their own separate sets, why the SummerSlam set has been folded into the main elite line? Because it didn't used to be like that. Up until, I want to say 2019, SummerSlam was its own series of figures. And then it's just starting with that Elite 68. That's when they just started uh, once a year making a SummerSlam theme set in the regular elite line. Huh. Yeah, they never. I, I haven't. I didn't read anything on that. No. Yeah, I never saw. I, n- I never saw any news on why they switched it up. It's just kind of weird. That's the only of the of the big four. That's the only one that that gets that treatment. But it's still pretty cool. I, I would actually wouldn't mind if they did that with the other sets too. Just make it easier to keep up with everything that's that's coming out. And sometimes those uh those pay per view specific sets, specifically the Survivor Series figures, they can end up setting for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like these always get a lot better distribution than the regular Elite line. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep recesses of the internet to track down hard-to-find and never-before-seen wrestling merchandise and share it with you, the Foley fam. You can find links to purchase our rare finds in the show notes of every episode. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Visit the official Chick Foley Show store by searching Chick Foley at ProWrestlingTees.com or hitting the link in our show notes. All right, Marco, I don't know how you found this one, man. I, I, like, what, what did you even search to track this thing down? Um, I honestly don't even remember. I think it was just like, uh, I think it was just like maybe WWF, um, nineties merch or or new generation merch or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I got, I I came upon some, uh, some weird, we, so random merch is, it's supposed to be like some like weird, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, merchandise that we find. recesses of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, in the early, I would probably say the late 80s, early 90s. I think we brought this up before uh, way back um, on our show that like WWF at the time used to do some like really weird merchandising things. Like they would do some like they would do like lunch baskets, like wicker baskets uh, for like Survivor (laughs) Series. Just like just really random weird stuff any any household item they just slap a wwf logo or a hulk hogan logo on there and yeah and try to sell it to wrestling fans yeah so uh so i so i found these so this is you could it looks like you could actually pretty much make these yourself if you wanted to uh but yeah you know wwf (laughs) (laughs) did it themselves for you um it's uh combs they're hair combs yeah it's like like the slicker hair hair back like the fawns you know hair combs yeah i'm not sure if it's a full set it is uh there's there's little like pictures in them 
uh, kind of like little uh, elementary school uh, picture day pictures inside them. So yeah, it's, it looks uh, like a it looks under- like a fold like a folder like the cover of a folder. It's got yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's like the comb, so like where the end of the comb where you normally have like the thicker like tooth or whatever, it's just extended out to be a square and then there's just a sticker right on it. And it's just, yeah. the, the thing that really kind of makes this product kind of get the thumbs down for me is that they went lazy on the colors, you know. The Hulk Hogan one, the comb is yellow, beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah. perfect, you know. The Warrior one is green, which I can buy off on because the actual cool. picture of Warrior in there, he's, he's wearing, wearing green, green trunks. trunks. Yeah. But then they have the Undertaker and the British Bulldog. The Undertaker is white, which I don't know how they come up with the that. Complete you know, complete opposite the, of what it yeah, should be. Yeah, the black been... comb is like the most standard issue comb there. Yeah. Is. So I don't know how you don't do a black comb with the Undertaker. And then the Bulldog is green. So it's like, you know. No, the Bulldog's it, yellow. Yellow. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Bulldog's yellow. Yeah. So how do you come up with that? If anything, the Bulldog should have been white, you know. Or blue. Um, yeah. It should be blue. Yeah, so I, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with this product. They're currently asking forty nine bucks for this thing, and as always, we're gonna throw the link in the show notes. It's not an auction. This is a buy it now. So, uh, you know, if there's a hardcore bulldog fan or somebody that's got to get every piece of Ultimate Warrior merch out there, uh, yeah. you're gonna want to have this stuff in your collection. And forty nine bucks, you can get these four random combs. Uh, Marco, you you planning on uh, pulling the trigger and picking these up? I mean, I might. It has so at the top of them, they have these like little holes. So. It, I'm assuming they they might be the size of like almost like keys or maybe a little bit it's larger. Like a travel comb. Yeah, so it's like a travel comb. You can throw them on your on your key. Yeah, throw it on maybe like the, the zipper of a backpack or something. Oh, so that, that you, know, too. you need to you need to fix your side part while you're in the middle of class or something. It's right exactly. there for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these exactly, pictures. Yeah. When I was a kid, this is this is speaking of random merch. These remind me of I had these like little marbles and they were double sided. They were clear and they had wrestling pictures yeah, on the inside. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah this right. is exa- like I feel like these are like the exact same images that they used inside those wrestling marbles. The uh, the Undertaker, his picture, it, it it makes me laugh. I don't know why. It's just the look on his face. Like it looks like a school picture. It really does. Yeah, he's look like, a school like picture. He's like standing very straight. And he's just like like looking off. Like, yeah, you're like looking directly at the camera. Yeah, it's like it's, debut it's Undertaker. Like you know, and, uh, <laughs> and bull- yeah, so like bulldogs and Undertaker's photos are like class photos yeah and uh and, you got in-ring uh, action from hulk and warrior yeah so it's i mean the bulldog looks good in his mm-hmm. he looks uh jacked as ever he has the uh he has the braids in this one too so he yeah, looks, he's gonna he looks have a hard to time go. combing through those braids <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be painful yeah, yeah no definitely but, yeah, so hit up the show notes, and if you guys end up buying this, definitely send us some pictures of uh, you know of yourself styling your hair with these amazing, amazing combs. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode... My Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. 
Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, we're back with another epi- episode of Keeping It Tranquilo. Marco, tell us about Without Remorse. Yeah, so if you if you oh, uh, if you have a uh, Amazon Prime, you've probably seen this like plastered everywhere or even on everywhere. It's uh it's a movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, have you guys seen? I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the trailer or the commercial. You, you're assuming a lot because no, no, not at all. <laughs> we Jesus, really I don't watch hardly any TV, man. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's it's an Amazon Prime movie, so like normally if you like open up Amazon Prime, it's like plastered there or. You go on like Twitter or something like that. It's you're scrolling and it, it's like one of those promoted ads and stuff like that. So it's a it's a Tom Clancy. Um, if you're familiar with Tom Clancy, it's a Tom Clancy uh, story. It uh, stars Michael B. Jordan as a uh, kind of like a special a special ops like military guy. He's a part of this like special group that goes in and does like the you know stuff that the government doesn't want you to know that they're doing that type of thing hmm. and. Um, have you guys ever we, seen? We the need movie? him right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the, it, well, I'm not gonna. You're gonna spoil it. That I read. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, but um, if you've seen the movie A Man Apart with Vin Diesel, it's kind of the same vein. I'm not gonna give away what happens, but um, for those that have seen that movie, you'll get the gist of that that storyline. It's a really good movie. If you like action, um, and if you love Michael B. Jordan, which a lot of people do. Um, He's not bad on the eyes, obviously. So no, he's a good looking I mean, guy. Yeah, so even if you you know uh, don't like action, you know if you want if you want to watch it, your your lady friends like yeah, I don't want to watch I don't want to watch any action movies. And you go, oh, Michael B. Jordan's in it. They're like, oh, really? And then they'll watch it with you. So uh, that usually helps. Um, my, my wife does love Michael B. Jordan, so uh, that was an easy an easy choice for to watch. So, uh, but yeah, no, definitely watch it. It's a great action movie, and um, it's about it's a couple hours, and it does. It does have kind of like a cliffhanger uh, where, you know, it's going to veer off into a uh, a sequel of sorts. So we're going to get Without Remorse Part 2? Um, something remorse. like that. With Remorse. If, if, remorse. So, we'll <laughs> so we'll say if you're familiar with the Tom Clancy universe, um, you'll you'll get kind of like a surprise on what the next movie will be. And I won't give that away mm. at all. Hmm. Marco leaving us with a tease. <laughs> Sheena, uh, tell the listeners why we have gone back to start watching No Reservations again. So, well, I mean, we we watched No Reservations. That wasn't my keeping it tranquilo. Um, I thought we were going with the with a zombie theme, so I, I picked up something a little bit more, you know, on on theme. But yeah, if you do want to go back and watch all the No Reservations, Seth and I are doing that right now. Um, we it feels like a lifetime ago when we first started watching those but it is some super chill like background music or background viewing and uh yeah it is uh it's easy to watch easy to listen to makes you hungry and really makes you miss anthony bourdain i um you know he was just one of my all-time favorite you know celebrity chefs and i just i i think it's really cool to just go back and relive those uh those episodes, but my keeping it tranquilo recommendation is zombie land. So if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have, because it came out in like 2009, which is basically like, you know, it is a lifetime ago. Um, but it's Jesse Eisenberg, Emma stone and Woody Harrelson. And it's just, it's just freaking hilarious. Start to finish. I have not seen the new one, the double tap that came out, um, you know, a few years ago. So if you've seen that, 
It's good. It is good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I have not seen that one, but the original is is really freaking hilarious. And if you didn't get your zombie fill from Backlash, definitely go back and check out Zombieland. Marco, what's your favorite zombie movie? Uh, I'm going to go with Dawn of the Dead, the, the remake. Um, the original is great as well. Um, I do love Returning of the Living Dead, too, if you like the like the cheesy the George Romero zombie flicks. Yeah. You like, like like the the slow, do you prefer like the slow moving, like walking dead style zombies? Are you more like 28 days later, like world war Z style, like, you know, crazy Uh, running zombies. No, I like the I like the twenty eight days later zombies. Ooh, those are the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it gives you more. It gives you. It makes you more tense. It makes you a lot more scared that they can like run as fast as you, as opposed to just like faster. You know, being yeah, able the, to, like, the World War Z zombies. They just like create like towers out of each other and like like scale walls and like you know yeah. s- like walk under the ocean and shit. Like yeah, th- those zombies are terrifying. If, yeah. You know, I mean, it would be terrifying to live in the world of The Walking Dead, where you just have like these you know this undead army kind of like moping around. But yeah, you all you really got to do is just keep them from biting you and like stab yeah. them in the brain and they're gone. But yeah, th- those guys that are like you know freaking running. Like a merit, like super fast. <laughs> oh no, not for me. <laughs> you, yeah, you have like you know you kind of want a challenge if you yeah you get like the Usain apocalypse. Bolt of uh like yeah. the, de- the dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to be able to speed walk away from a, <laughs> yeah. a zombie and like that's not fun. You want to be able to like be scared for your life and just run away and try to like figure out how to escape these things. Not no. like I said, not be able to do like a speed walk competition and just like beat them if you need to. So, but yeah, definitely the the uh, fast running zombies are my choice. All right, Sheena, do you get any listener mail for us this week? Yep, I do. All right, speaking of scary movies, our buddy Johnny JB says, are y'all going to go see A Quiet Place 2? Listen, Johnny, I didn't even see A Quiet Place 1, and I love Jim Halpert. (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely didn't see that. Marco, have you seen A Quiet Place? I did not. Am I thinking of the right movie? That's the one with Jim and his wife, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Pam. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen it, Seth? No. No. I'm I'm sure it's good. I I mean, I don't know. I it, it just it just never got on the on the the watching list. Like Seth said, we don't really have a lot. Sounds of time. like it's a hard pass for the Chick Fil A show on a quiet place too. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Um. So Francis hitting us with another um money in the bank question. He says. So this will be my last question about Money in the Bank. I just think the Money in the Bank storylines can be much better and way more exciting. So my question is, what do you think if a superstar, for example, Otis, couldn't have uh, couldn't have ca- couldn't have cashed in Money in the Bank briefcase? So Mandy Rose could have had a shot at a woman's title. Essentially, my question is, what do you think of the Money in the Bank briefcase to be used by the superstar that holds it for another superstar? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a way you could you could book that and make it an interesting storyline. But for me, I, I feel like too often they overcomplicate the money in the bank thing. At the end of the day, the very heart of wrestling, everybody that's signed to a WWE contract, their goal should be uh, to become the world champ. You know, so if you got a one way ticket to getting an opportunity for that, then there should be nothing that stops you from doing that. And you should be looking for every opportunity or at least for the perfect opportunity to cash it in. Um, just holding it for six months for no reason and then randomly trying to cash it in. Uh, I've never been a fan of that. Let's tie some storyline to it, you know, have somebody that's constantly trying to cash in and, 
you know, getting rejected and, and do some stuff like that. They've definitely botched it over the last few years to the point where I would be cool if money in the bank just started being a thing that happened every other year, you know, or mm-hmm. alternate, do the men's one year, the women's another, because I, I feel like it's kind of played out. So I agree with you there, Francis, that there's a ton of room for improvement. Um, but I think you'd have to get pretty creative to to get me to buy off on, you know, why somebody would give somebody else their their world championship opportunity. All right. And we have a couple of questions to round it out from our good buddy, Zach Hertzler. He says, not sure if you guys are hockey fans or not, but who do you think wins the Stanley Cup? I, Dude, I don't even, I could not even tell you anything. I'm sure our resident sports experts, uh, Seth and Marco, could give you more insight on that. I say the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, do you, are you a hockey fan? Uh, not really, but obviously yeah. I'm going to go with the hometown team. Hopefully, we'll see. See mm-hmm. what happens. They're not doing actually too bad. I do follow. I don't watch like every single game religiously, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go guy. with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. For what reason? Because I googled who's gonna win the Stanley Cup, and sure. it said the Tampa Bay Lightning are the new favorites to win the 2021 Stanley Cup. So, huh. top result. I mean, can't. I mean, you know, Google Google never leads you wrong, right? True. That's true. Um, and our last question from Zach says, if you could go on vacation anywhere right now, where would you go? The Mark. Thunderdome. The Thunderdome? I don't know. <laughs> That's only I think. I don't know. Traveling just seems like such a pain in the ass right now. I mean, honestly. Okay. The, pretend like you don't have two kids and two dogs and, you know, all, all the all the things that are that are hindering you wanting to travel. Um, I might go back to Hawaii. I think Hawaii is kind of weird right now also, yeah. but I'd probably go well, back, let's, let's go pretend back to we're in. We're, let's pretend we're in an ideal world. Can we, if we're going to go on vacation, can we not go in the, you know, post-apocalyptic world room right now and just kind of uh, <laughs> go on a vacation in an I- idealistic world? Yes. I would go back to Hawaii. I would go to the beaches. I would eat my freaking weight and polke i would listen to hawaii reggae music till my ears fell off and probably climb a mountain or two and just live aloha 100 percent. what about you marco yeah i mean i was actually going to say hawaii too because i've never been there oh, um my goodness but yeah so definitely that's definitely on the uh on the bucket list yeah to, you, got, uh, you gotta go i mean there's a lot of people visiting uh hawaii right now i see people on vacation there all all the time and they look like they're having, actually um matt cardona just went to oahu so he's on he's on oahu right now so yeah there's yeah. still people traveling to and from hawaii all the time um and i still have a lot of friends that live there so it's still as beautiful as it ever was but yeah just the the getting there and the process of the airports and stuff right now is kind of crappy uh, but yeah yeah um but yeah all Hawaii across the board. Not a not a bad place to vacate for sure. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco over on the Twitter Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show and then join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. All right. And Marco, since you are still the reigning, defending, undisputed Chick Foley Show prediction champion, you get the closing words. Man, it's always it's always a pressure to do these, but you know, um, I'm just gonna leave it off with ain't nothing to it but to do it. 